Hello, lovely, smart, go-getting listeners. I am so happy to be with you here today. I'm Nurse Doza, and I'm thrilled to have you with us here at the School of Doza podcast. It's wild to think we started this podcast just a year ago, and it's been an amazing ride, and I couldn't be more thankful for each and every one of you. I really appreciate y'all listening. Today, we're delving into a topic close to many hearts, unfortunately, migraines. And I'm going to give you some insight as we explore five foods that could be linked to those bothersome headaches. It's a gentle nudge towards a healthier, happier you filled with practical tips that you can implement as soon as your next shopping trip. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the new School of Doza. We have an online school. It's brand new. I want you to sign up for it. Tuition starts at $1.00. In the School of Doza, I will be your dean. I will be your professor. I'm teaching live classes every Thursday. There'll be office hours every Wednesday, which is also a live opportunity to ask me anything. And then we also have study groups where you'll be able to connect with other people just like you in forums and chat groups that are going through the same issues just like you. So please go sign up for the School of Doza. Tuition starts at $1. Become a student. Start today. All right, let's get into the topic and hopefully kick those migraines. Classes in session. Migraines are an interesting debilitating condition. A lot of times people will wake up with a migraine and go to bed with a migraine. It tends to be something that is looked at as this is part of a normal day life now. Unfortunately, migraine medications haven't been um, very progressive and helpful for a lot of people. They might help uh, temporarily like a Band-Aid. But then after a while, you can't be relying on medications because, let's be honest, when it comes to migraines, it's not like you're deficient in a medication, and that's the reason why you have a migraine in the first place. I tend to think that food is our medicine, right? You've heard this term many times over before, but over the years, food has taken on a whole new meaning for me. And especially when it comes to clinical practice, I believe the food that we eat can either make us healthy or can make us sick. So when it comes to migraines, you have to understand that something is wrong. Something is off in the body. And migraines are a signal, an alarm, if you will, that something is off. And just to put this in perspective, there's probably about 1 billion people worldwide that suffer from migraines on a daily basis. 1 billion people around the world collectively are all suffering through the same pain on a daily basis. That's what we're currently dealing with. And the passion that I have from a podcast like the School of Doza and the online school that we started is because people are suffering with these migraines on a daily basis and they might not have to. If it's something as simple as the foods we eat, then we need to change the foods we're eating in order to improve things like migraines. So if food is our medicine, I want you to eat the right kind of medicine. I want you to look for certain foods that might be causing the migraines, the so-called trigger, if you will. And there's a lot of words that, uh, that come to mind when it comes to migraines, like causes, right? Like I think lack of sleep, I think stress, that term stress can be there. Well, food can be a certain type of stress. And if you are what you eat and food is medicine, let's think about some of the most common foods that could trigger a migraine. The first food that could trigger a migraine is artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners... You might think of them as high fructose corn syrup. I'll call them aspartame, sucrose, fructose. You can call them sweet and low. You can call them 
all the things that you remember, those little pink packets that are there at the restaurants, if you still go out to eat and you see those, I don't know if they still have them or not, but they would always have the little pink packets of fake sugar. And I think they've had it since probably when I, I remember growing up. And I always remember that because I grew up here in Texas, iced tea was a big deal. All right. And I remember that whenever you order an iced tea here in a restaurant, whether it's a Mexican restaurant or not, you would also get the opportunity to put sugar in your tea. And they would also have a big like, you know, dispenser of sugar, like just sitting at every table. I'm serious, like Mexican restaurant, a barbecue place, like doesn't matter. Right. Because you can have an iced tea everywhere in Texas. And they would have a whole container of fake sugar like they called it sugar you know like but it wasn't raw cane sugar uh, it was you know some kind of derivative of 1993 sugar at that time and you would get that sugar and pour it into your iced tea and i remember my aunt and uncle my mom and dad i mean even me i would pour as much sugar as i could in my iced tea because i wanted to make it sweet and taste good right now the adults were told at one point you can't have all that sugar in your iced tea anymore because it's causing you problems. And they were talking about things like diabetes risk at the time. So my aunt and uncle, my parents, they were all told by their doctors to not eat or drink the sugar with the iced tea, not to mix it, but instead to add those little pink packets of the fake artificial sweeteners instead. The sweet and low, right? The, the NutraSweet. If you remember, those are the, bl the blue packets, all right? And I don't know if they're still there in the restaurant because I really don't pay attention to it, but I know they still have them at certain restaurants that I go to here in Austin. And you can see them there. And my uncle still to this day will go grab one of those pink packets. And he starts, you know, kind of flickering it to make sure back and forth to where it puts all the sugar in one place. So when he tears open the packet, he can dump all that fake sugar into his iced tea. And the truth is he doesn't just use one packet. He uses two or three packets. All right, because he was told by his doctor 30 years ago that that's not real sugar it's not going to cause an increase in blood sugar and it's not going to spike your insulin that's exactly what their doctors told my dad my uncle all my family members back in the 90s the 2000s and even to this day they said artificial sweeteners are okay for you even to this day the government agencies that regulate food production and the things that go into food say that artificial sweeteners are okay for you at a certain amount so since the last 30 years, I've heard that artificial sweeteners and a certain amount are okay for you. Imagine one of the most common side effects from artificial sweeteners are migraines. Like this is a known fact. It is one of the most commonly reported issues to places like the FDA. Aspartame is one of those sugar derivatives that you find in those little fake sugar packets. Aspartame can be listed as natural flavors it can be listed as you know many different things nowadays because sometimes i think the the food companies don't even have to label it as aspartame anymore but aspartame is commonly found in things like diet sodas okay so if you imagine my uncle my my parents when they were told from their doctors years ago that they were at risk for things like diabetes the doctor said go ahead and just do the sweet and low do the diet sodas for crying out loud do the bubble gum right that has the fake sugar in it because that's much healthier for you right because according to our standards that our government and agencies have for us they tell us that a small amount of aspartame is okay for us that you you know consume in your sodas and your in your iced teas right and your sugar uh containing products well i can tell you this right now aspartame and this is from research aspartame the fake sugar acts as a chemical stressor 
by elevating plasma cortisol levels, causing the production of excess free radicals. High levels of cortisol and free radicals may increase the brain's vulnerability to oxidative stress, which will have adverse effects on neurobehavioral health. Aspartame has been known to be linked to migraines, seizures, headaches, insomnia, depression, anxiety, and irritable mood. And I'm telling you right now, you can find this stuff over the counter. You can find this on your restaurant table. You can find it being handed to you by your aunt and uncle or your mom or dad. And they're saying this is okay for you because our doctor said it's better than real sugar. Real sugar is better than artificial sweeteners. And I beg the case, if you actually consumed real raw cane sugar, your migraines would decrease. If you simply switch from diet sodas to regular sodas, your migraines might decrease. But if you switch from, let's say, the, the, you know, the regular soda you drink to the one with the raw cane sugar, I'm not going to say it's going to be helpful for your diabetes, but I bet because it's real sugar and not the artificial stuff, your migraines might improve. All right. Now, I say the step down approach this way because let's be honest, I don't want you to drink sodas at all. I think soda is a poison for us. And I say this because I used to consume a lot of sodas growing up. My parents did not drink coffee growing up. There was no coffee ever drank in our house growing up. So you imagine that? No coffee pot ever brewing, no smell of coffee first thing in the morning. I never had that growing up. Instead, my dad knew that Coca-Cola gave you caffeine in the morning, so that's what he consumed in the morning. Instead of coffee, he drank a soda. So sodas became a staple in my house as I grew up. And because I'm from Texas, once again, right? Dr. Pepper was my soda of choice. And here in Texas, it's funny because if you ask somebody for a Coke, you have to kind of clarify which kind of Coke you want. Do you want a Dr. Pepper? Do you want a Sprite? You know, do you want a Pepsi? And what's fascinating is Dr. Pepper is really unhealthy for you. And it is a staple. It's out of Waco, Texas. It's been around forever. As a kid, you'd go to the museum of the Dr. Pepper Museum as a kid, and you look forward to a Dr. Pepper float. They'd make you with ice cream, with Bluebell ice cream, because once again, Texas, right? And... I looked at the ingredients in Dr. Pepper recently. Now, here's what's fascinating. You could take Dr. Pepper. You could take Coca-Cola. You could take any of those sodas. And if you poured it over your car battery, it would erode any type of rust or adhesions that built up over time due to wear and tear. Let me rephrase that. If you needed something very acidic to break down a lot of harsh chemicals found in your car battery and around it on outside of it and in your car, you could pour the same thing that you would feed an eight-year-old. You could pour it over the car battery and it will erode and allow you to possibly remove the car battery and switch it out because that's what happens, right? Your car battery gets stuck in there. You got to switch the battery out. You would pour Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola over it and you can remove it. Like this is a known thing. And you imagine we're pouring Dr. Pepper down our throat every day now, right? It's a staple in breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I talk to people who consume maybe 12 Dr. Peppers a day. I'm not joking. I, I still meet people to this day that consume up to 12 cans of sodas a day, or yet they're consuming uh, the two 44-ounce you know, sodas, the big gulps, right? The Route 44, all those things. I, I know we know about the sugar intake. But the thing is, a lot of that has fake sugar in it. The fake sugar is causing you a migraine. And if you simply just did a switch where you just said, I'm just going to drink water, guess what? 
the reports say water decreases your migraines because it hydrates you and water is exactly what the body's made out of the body's not made out of coca-cola and dr pepper right so when your body just runs off of dr pepper and coca-cola every day instead of water that's going to trigger a migraine right and we do and here's the thing if there's one billion people in this world right now that have a migraine every day keep in mind there's one billion people in this world right now that have a fatty liver so I have to imagine if they have a fatty liver and they have a migraine, what's causing both the fatty liver and the migraine? It's the sodas. It's even the diet soda. So when people say, I'm going to go on a diet soda kick, uh, you know, in marketing tells you, you know, diet soda is healthier because it comes in the skinny can and they have a model, you know, drinking from a straw from it. The artificial sweeteners are detrimental to your health. Aspartame, fake sugar is detrimental to your health. Migraines are just one of the things that are going to happen to you. Another food that can trigger migraines, fast food, okay? And I'm going to pick on fast food right now because here's the thing. You and I both know there's nothing healthy about fast food, okay? Yes, you can go out of your way to go find one of those restaurants that has a fast food salad, okay? You and I both know the iceberg lettuce in that salad, there's no nutrients in it, okay? You and I both know that chicken, the grilled chicken that goes in the chicken salad, you know that chicken's not real chicken, and if it is chicken... I wonder where that chicken came from. Let's be honest, okay? Because if it came from one of the major chicken sources here in the United States, all that chicken is processed and GMO'd and injected with hormones that make the chicken breast so big that the chickens walk around falling flat on their beaks because their chicken breasts are so big. And I'm saying this because that chicken that you eat in the chicken salad with the iceberg lettuce that has no nutrients in it. That fast food chicken salad has MSG in it, monosodium glutamate. Monosodium glutamate is a known preservative in most fast food products. It's in a lot of Chinese food. It's also in anything that's packaged. Okay, just go with the idea that MSG is in a, in a packaged food. Now, if you are one of the 1 billion people in this world suffering from migraines on a daily basis, and you're frustrated because your doctor is running out of medications to give you, I put the ball solely in your court right now. And I say, let's look at what you're eating. If you're going through the drive-through on a daily basis every other day and you are asking for a grilled chicken salad with a diet soda, you are causing the migraines to happen. And there's not enough Advil, Tylenol, Ibuprofen in the world that's gonna save you from having more migraines. If you simply said, I am not going to consume diet sodas or sodas and I'm not going to consume the grilled chicken salad. I'm going to make it at home myself. You're more likely to see that there's not MSG going into your chicken because if I go to the, the store and I buy the chicken, I'm going to look on the label. Is there monosodium glutamate added to my chicken? Because here's the thing, the fast food companies have to, by law, put their ingredients on their websites. They might not put it on the chicken salad container. There's no way they would do that, right? Because you imagine if you look at the grilled chicken salad with the iceberg lettuce and the fake cheese, if you imagine there's 50 to 60 ingredients in that chicken salad, and it's only just grilled chicken and iceberg lettuce and cheese, but yet there's 60 ingredients in there, and one of them is monosodium glutamate. Once again, the lobbyists for the food companies have lobbied the idea that monosodium glutamate does not have to be labeled monosodium glutamate on a nutritional label. But it's there. Go look at your potato chips. Monosodium glutamate is there. I remember I was looking at some of my favorite potato chips years ago. I used to eat Subway a lot. 
Remember, because they told you Subway was good. I, I bet you if I go look right now, I could go find MSG and Subway sandwiches. I could go find it for sure in the chips. And remember, they say eat fresh. Monosodium glutamate and the potato chips that I used to eat at my local Subway, the MSG in there is what's called a neurotoxin. An excitotoxin or a neurotoxin like MSG, monosodium glutamate, what it does is it blows up and kills your brain cells. I am serious. MSG kills your brain cells over time. And once again, our government agencies say that MSG and things like aspartame are safe for human consumption in small amounts. Somehow, the grilled chicken salad that has the iceberg lettuce with no nutrition in it, that has chicken in there that comes from, um, you know, growth hormone chickens, let's be honest, right, that has the MSG in it, okay, also somehow has food coloring in it, right? And I've told you about this in the Halloween candy episode. The state of California just banned red three food dye. Somehow food coloring like red three, red 40, blue one, yellow five, all those things somehow end up in our grilled chicken salads. I'm not even kidding you. Somehow they do. I, there's no regulation that says you can put it in this chicken salad, but you can't put it in this chicken salad. The reason I see these ingredients, because I go look at the chicken salad ingredients on their websites. They will tell you exactly what's in there. It's horrible. Those things are horrible. MSG, the body doesn't recognize what monosodium glutamate is. It recognizes what glutamate is. Glutamate is the excitotoxin in the body that if our body makes too much of, our brain cells will pop and explode. Monosodium glutamate, the preservative found in things like potato chips, feeds the overproduction of glutamate in the body and overproduction of glutamate has been found in things like neurological issues like parkinson's dementia alzheimer's the migraines are the beginning stages of dementia if you haven't realized this if you have chronic migraines there's something deeper than just your fast food going on your body is slowly melting your brain cells are slowly disintegrating every time you eat the grilled chicken fast food salad with msg in it your brain is slowly melting every time you consume a diet soda. Your liver is slowly melting every time you consume the diet soda with the grilled chicken salad sandwich. The migraines are just the start. Another food that can trigger migraines, we're going to classify this as two foods that could trigger your migraines. Cheese and wine. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to make a change in your diet for the good or bad. Let's be honest, because you're going to sit here and maybe I just triggered you. Maybe you're projecting on me now because I'm taking away, and I say in this quotations, your favorite foods. If you're listening to the podcast, this especially, this one about migraines, you're dealing with migraines. You know someone that's been dealing with migraines. I'm telling you right now, it's what you're eating. Yeah, you can say your sleep sucks and you know you need to improve it. Let's be honest, everyone's sleep needs to improve. Everyone needs to do yoga. Everyone needs to get more sunlight. Everyone needs to go belly breathe, right? Everyone needs to drink more water. But we all know everyone needs to stop eating fast food. Everyone needs to stop drinking more wine. And everyone knows that dairy is not that healthy for us. I mean, I ask people their favorite foods because I deal with weight loss. I've been dealing with it for years, right? With, with people Helping people with weight loss. I ask people their three favorite foods and everyone's three favorite foods are usually the following cheese, wine, like pizza, pasta, you know, uh, it's really interesting. It's never like it's broccoli, 
it's salmon's my favorite food. I love Brussels sprouts. No one ever says that. They say, I want the wine. If wine was a favorite food for everyone, people would just drink wine all the time. Now, one glass of red wine might be good for you if you got it from, you know, someplace in Italy or someplace in Europe, right? There's a lot of ingredients in the wine that's processed today in the United States, and it's not that healthy for you. And if you're listening internationally, thank you, um, I know your wine's different than ours. I know it is. I mean, in other countries, the preservatives that go into our foods are banned in certain places, right? Like the, the foods and the pesticides and the chemicals that are sprayed all over our foods to grow it in the fields and the crops and the, and, the, and the farms here in the United States, those chemicals and pesticides that you and I both know what I'm talking about, those are banned in certain places of the world. They are not allowed to grow farming. They're not allowed to grow uh, uh, foods and crops with these chemicals and pesticides that are sprayed on there let alone are they allowing then things like MSG and aspartame to be added on top of it. It's not like aspartame was grown in a carrot. It's not like aspartame was grown in a strawberry. They added that. And now I'm telling you, like, this is incredible because if you go to the cheese and the wine, this is the ingredients that are in cheese and wine that originally were thought to cause migraines, okay? There are things in there called tyramine, all right? They're usually found in cheese and red wine. And the tyramine is an amino acid that causes you to have a migraine. You can even have histamine from cheese and wine. And if you consume too much cheese or wine, medicine knows this. This has been a known thing. That too much cheese or wine has been known to cause people to go into serotonin syndrome. All right. And if you heard of this term, uh, you can find serotonin syndrome to be a very serious issue. A lot of people will have this when it comes to things like um, manic episodes, uh, bipolar, schizophrenic, all these. If you don't want a serotonin syndrome, okay, but you could also have an overload of dopamine. You could have an overload of histamine. All these things happen. These are all neurotransmitters. They're just responses in the body to whatever you're doing, okay? If your body's eating something it shouldn't, the body's going to make something that it shouldn't, right? Too much of it. The thing about it, you're eating MSG, your body's going to make too much glutamate. You're consuming too much aspartame, your body's going to make too much formaldehyde, okay? If you're consuming too much cheese and wine, your body's going to make too much tyramine, and tyramine in, is direct, directly linked to migraines. And if you're taking the wrong kind of medication, you're going to have a really serious issue on your hands. I mean, there's, there's some antidepressants that you cannot take cheese and wine with because, yes, it will cause a migraine, but you'll also cause a serotonin syndrome issue. And you have to think about why would our bodies consume cheese and wine and cause us to have a headache, let alone like a serotonin syndrome? It's because our bodies can't break down the ingredients in the cheese and the wine. Cheese is very processed. I don't think humans should be consuming dairy. I mean, if you breastfeed to about 12 months of age, that's what mammals are supposed to do. And then after that, you don't need any more milk. But we love cheese. And it's funny because sometimes when I ask the three favorite foods, people say, well, is cheese dairy serious i've had this asked to me before they're like well i know milk but what about cheese and i'm like are you serious like it's dairy like if you want to do fake cheese plant-based cheese and all that go look at the ingredients there i guarantee you there's probably 10 extra ingredients for plant-based cheese vegan cheese compared to the regular cheese if you could, could go with consume raw milk that's a much healthier version of cheese and a lot of the aged cheese for some reason People still have a problem breaking down. 
They even say some of the aged cheese are worse for people with migraines. So some people will say, oh, well, if you do goat cheese and if you do like, you know, this kind of cheese, like mammals don't really consume milk from another mammal. Humans do. And I don't know why. Marketing? But go look at all the conditions it comes to consuming dairy and how many of them are actually healthy. You can get calcium many other ways to support your bones. And in most cases, drinking eight glasses of milk a day growing up is actually going to probably cause more issues with your bones later down the road. You can get calcium other ways. You don't have to consume cheese. And that goes for kids too. The wine, <laughs> if you can consume one glass of red wine right now, perfect. I applaud you right now. You don't really have a problem when it comes to that. And if it's especially organic from you know Europe, you're okay with it. But you and I both know if it's more than one glass of red wine, you're causing histamine, you're causing tyramine increase. Those are your triggers for your migraines. I mean, the healthiest liquor out there or alcohol drink is gin. If you drink it with tonic water, sparkling water, and lime, that's like the healthiest thing you can, you can probably drink. But how many people are celebrating with gin and tonics this holiday season? You know, like I'm saying, you are what you eat. If you think about this, we're a fast food nation in the United States. The rest of the world is, is basically getting the trickle-down effect from having fast food you know, restaurants all over the world. And then we're depressed right so we overconsume our favorite foods because we emotionally eat we'll talk about that in another podcast cheese wine fast food sodas these are your indulgence these are your favorite foods and i ask you if you have migraines on a daily basis why are you consuming these foods why are these your favorite foods another food that can trigger migraines bacon i'm sorry guys bacon is not that healthy for you I mean, there's cured bacon that you can go get, the meat. And once again, it comes down to the quality of the meat and what that, that animal is consuming, right? The pig, right? If it's turkey bacon, that's a different story, right? Let's be honest. And you could say turkey bacon is a much healthier option just solely because of the animal itself, right? The, what the pig consumes versus the turkey, it's a very different thing. The nitrates that are in cured bacon or even in sausages, hot dogs okay those nitrates that are in the hot dogs and in the bacon they cause migraines like that's a known fact okay too much nitrates from too much processed meats causes migraines women don't consume as much bacon as guys i'm assuming i i just i have to imagine unless you're really just craving bacon cheeseburgers all the time this is talking to the guys now if you consume processed deli meats sausages salami bacons ham we've always years ago you were told you're gonna have gout those guys that have gout by consuming the bacon and the sausages also have migraines but guys don't complain about migraines this is what's fascinating if 1 billion people around the world have a migraine it's not just women okay how many guys show up every day to work and say i have a, a migraine today i'm not going to be able to do really well i'm not going to bring it today bro i got a migraine man i got this killer headache they're not going to say that Okay, they're going to take some Advil, they take some ibuprofen, or they're going to pound a bunch of whiskey later, right? And say, I got to get rid of my migraines somehow, or go to the gym. You imagine, I just have to imagine, the one billion people in the world that suffer from migraines, I know some of y'all are guys going to the gym, and then afterwards consuming a bunch of bacon, a sausage and ham, maybe even hot dogs at the game, and you're saying, God, man, I have this killer migraine right now, I think I'm dehydrated. That's not it. 
it's you you're consuming foods that are causing you to have migraines okay processed meats where would you find processed meats the games the ball games right i keep picking on it because I'm a, I'm a fan i'm a sports fan right i'm not eating the hot dogs at a basketball game no way am i eating those hot dogs those hot dogs have nitrates in there i don't want a headache i don't want a migraine I don't want that hot dog in my stomach because it's not going to digest well. If I drink a soda with it, that's another cause for a migraine. Then I also have an issue with my blood sugar, right? My God, I mean, if I'm going and eating the burger on top of the bacon, right, with the cheeseburger, right, and there's cheese. We just talked about what cheese does to the migraine. This is a typical sad American diet. There's a cheeseburger restaurant on every single corner. You talk about the country and the state of the economy right now. You know one thing that's recession-proof? Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. I could go set up a restaurant anywhere in the United States, and if I made really good cheeseburgers, I would have a business. Okay? All I have to do is throw a little bacon on there, and all of a sudden I have guys around the corner. Right? It's not that hard. And that cheeseburger is destroying your brain. It's destroying you and causing you migraines. It's destroying your liver. It's destroying your digestive tract. It's destroying your heart. Because keep in mind, the 1 billion people that have migraines also have bad cholesterol. They have bad sugar. They have leaky gut. They have a fatty liver. They have um, high blood pressure. The nitrates that are in the bacon and in the, the hot dogs cause high blood pressure. You and I know this. If you're a guy listening to this podcast right now, You've been dealing with a migraine. Let's say that's the fourth or fifth thing on your list, right? Because you stubbed your toe yesterday, you broke this, you tore this, you got to go to work, right? So you're like, migraine, it's not going to slow me down. I'm not calling to work today because I have a migraine, right? But here's the thing. Your blood pressure is getting higher by the day. And you and I both know that every time you eat a hot dog, your blood pressure goes up. And it's because the nitrates in that hot dog increase your blood pressure in addition to increasing a migraine. Now, it could be a coincidence that the increase in blood pressure leads to an increase in migraine. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yes, it's the case. There's something called nitric oxide. And it kind of brings me to the next thing. Another food that can trigger migraines is chocolate. Chocolate. I'm telling you right now, your favorite foods are killing you. How healthy is it to consume a bunch of chocolate, some cheese, some dairy, some sodas, fast food, bacon, hot dogs. And you're like, yeah, I don't consume that all the time. Let's go through the last year, 2023. How many hot dogs? How many sodas? Diet sodas? How many fast food trips did you go on? How many hot dogs did you consume? How much bacon did you consume? How much morning sausage did you consume, right? And you're going to say, well, if I really think, yes, you have, because I have too. Okay. There's, there's not a month that goes by that I don't have breakfast tacos. Okay. There's not a quarter that goes by that I don't have pancakes, all right? I love bacon, all right? I'm going to eat it, but it's turkey bacon nowadays because of the whole nitrates thing, right? And I know there's, they say in there, not, no added nitrates, right? Like, okay, fair enough. And, but at the same time, let's go back to the chocolate thing. Chocolate is actually supposed to be healthy for you. Chocolate itself is not supposed to cause a migraine. In fact, actually, I have research here that says chocolate can actually decrease migraines. Not just any chocolate. It can't be milk chocolate. It has to be cacao. You ever heard of cacao? The cacao bean, the cocoa bean, the originator, the OG? Cacao, ceremonial nature. It's therapeutic. Just like the grapes that you consume wine from. 
The grapes are therapeutic only because they have an antioxidant called resveratrol in there. Okay? Cacao has resveratrol in it as well. You hear me talk about mitochondriac all the time, mswtrition.com. It's the resveratrol I take. I took it this morning. Resveratrol comes from a plant, comes from grapes. Cacao gives off medicinal properties, not just resveratrol. One of the other things that chocolate can do, it causes your body to vasodilate. Okay, what that means is your blood vessels increase circulation. That would be helpful for things like blood pressure. So you imagine if you bit into cacao, you could lower your blood pressure because the cacao has ingredients that lowers your blood pressure by allowing your arteries to flow a little more flexible so they can help with circulation. Milk chocolate doesn't do that. Milk chocolate will actually cause you to constrict your arteries. And that might cause a headache. Some people say, well, what if my arteries can be caused by too much blood flow? Either or. But the research says cacao is less likely to cause migraines. The milk chocolate is most likely to cause migraines. Cacao less likely, milk chocolate more likely. And you say every chocolate's different. You and I both know you're not running to the store when you're stressed out for a cacao bar. Cacao is very bitter. You ever eaten a cacao nib? It's very bitter. There's no chocolate. There's no sugar in it. Okay? The reason you like chocolate is because the sugar. The aspartame, the high fructose corn syrup, right? The milk chocolate. All of that stuff that causes migraines. Halloween was just passed, right? And there's chocolate bars, Hershey's. We talked about all the ingredients, the food dyes, the high fructose corn syrup. All of those other things from chocolate bars and candy can cause triggers. But milk chocolate alone can cause migraines. If you really want your chocolate, you're going to have to go cacao. You're going to have to switch your chocolate bar, and it's going to be like 80% cacao, 20% dark chocolate. You've seen those now? You really have to go look for us. At, at HEB, my favorite store in the world, in the candy section, they have a whole aisle of chocolate bars. I'm not even joking. They have a whole, like, you're talking like 40 yards in length of just chocolate bars. And they have all kinds of organic, raw chocolate, fair trade chocolate, and the cacao bars are very bitter. I, they, they taste disgusting to me. I'm going to be honest. 100% cacao to me, I don't like it. It's very bitter because I like sugar, just like most people. So I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying you have to give up your chocolate. You have to eat a healthier chocolate. All right? I'm not saying you have to give up your wine. You have to, eat a, you have to drink a healthier wine. I'm not saying you have to give up your bacon. You have to eat a healthier bacon. You see my point here? You have to go out of your way to go to the grocery store and look at the ingredients in all your foods, right? You are a consumer, which means all the companies have to give you all the information because you're consuming their products. By law, they have to tell you that they're putting crap in the food. And by law, they have to make sure that they're allowed to continue to put minimal amounts in there. Because if they put too much of that stuff, we're not just talking migraines. The nitrates that I was talking about in the hot dogs and the bacon, that's been linked to cancer, colon cancer. Okay? If you eat hot dogs and real rich milk chocolate and consume a bunch of cheese and wine, you're going to have colon cancer eventually. Because all the tyramine, the nitrates, the histamine, 
right? The aspartame, the high fructose corn syrup, the red dyes, all those things are going to cause colon cancer. But while that's happening, they've been triggering migraines. They've been triggering high blood pressure, a fatty liver, a leaky gut, your prediabetes, your bad cholesterol, your irritable mood, your insomnia, your impotence. You see where I'm going with this? One billion people in this world are suffering from migraines. They're not just suffering solely with just migraines and nothing else in their body. It's not like one billion people in this world are showing up to the doctor's office and saying, the only thing I have going on with my health right now is I just have these weird migraines every single day when I wake up. I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong in my life. The first thing I would say is your diet. And if the doctor has not taken the time to tell you to change these things from your diet, let's think long and hard about this. They really have. The doctor said you need to cut back on the drinking. All right, stop eating so much fast food and sodas. But you and I both know that's not enough because the doctor's not around at 8 p.m. on a Friday night when you've had a long week and you're like, man, I want a glass of wine. I want some cheese and I want some chocolate because I've earned it. An hour later, after you consume all that, you're going to have a migraine. Let's be honest. And you're going to say, oh, I know, but it's so good. How good does it feel to have a debilitating migraine every single day? I don't have one, so I don't know. I have to ask. I really have to ask. And, I, and people come to me because they have migraines. But you know what's fascinating? They don't tell me that's the first issue they're dealing with. When I'm in clinic and I see people with their hormone issues, their inflammatory issues, their autoimmune issues, that's what they're coming in for. Epstein-Barr, Hashimoto's. They're coming in saying, I have Hashimoto's. I have Epstein-Barr. I have issues with my mold. I have mold toxicity. I have Lyme issues, right? I have adrenal fatigue. I have leaky gut syndrome. They also have migraines, okay? Because remember, the migraines are this little alarm that's going off, and I have to sit there and say, let's talk about these migraines. How long have you been doing these migraines? Oh, it's just, I've had them. That's what they say. Seriously, I've had them. Let's not have them, okay? Let's live a life that's anti-migraines, right? Imagine you wake up one day and you're like, I don't have migraines. Would you go to the point of cutting out every inflammatory food in your diet to get to that point? Would you do that? Yes, you would. How bad do you want to live a healthy life? How bad would you want a day where you don't have a migraine, where you don't have to wear sunglasses, where you can actually go outside and smile, where you don't have to take a debilitating medication or a medication on top of that that caused the side effect or a medication for that side effect? I used to work in pain management. Migraines was the fourth symptom in the many issues that they were dealing with. There was maybe three medications for migraines that were given, and they're still outdated because none of them worked. They just become reliant on them. Get off the cheese. Cut back on the wine. Switch to cacao. Stop eating fast food for a month. See what happens. Your, your, your migraines will be better. I'm serious. I, I'm trying to think of a supplement here to recommend to you to get you to say, what else could you do right now? Because people say, what else should I take for my migraines? Right? Everyone always says, Nurse Doza, what should I take for my migraines? You know, it's interesting. Bliss would probably be my choice right now. Bliss, our, our sublingual mood booster. It helps with serotonin and dopamine. The histamine and the tyramine, it's all involved in the methylation cycle. And Bliss is a very heavy methyl donor. So if you want, use code Nurse Doza. I know this is very convincing to say Bliss, but honestly, I can't give you a supplement and say, here's all your migraines, they're gone. I'm serious. You have to change your diet. You have to cut back on one of these things. 
Start with one, go from there. And if you think about this, this is knowledge, right? This is not judgment. Knowledge is power. If you're armed with a better understanding of these triggers, you now have the tools to make informed choices, all right? Which is, I think, more powerful. You make the behavior changes, I don't. The small changes can lead to those big results that we're looking for, so don't give up. Start small, work your way up, okay? Make sure you go over the notes. Listen to this time and time again. If you need encouragement, I got you. Be well, class is concluded. You can do this. Keep working on your health.